Okay, everybody, welcome back once again to Tech Gumbo. I'm Haggai Davis II, along with Haggai Davis III, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Here on our show, we like to talk about the past, present, and future of all things technology in a topical, interesting, and digestible way. Without geek speak or a bunch of acronyms, we just want to talk about technology that's important to us and important to you. We also want to thank Cardinal Capital. To business owners and CEOs, hopefully you have a good relationship with your lender. Even if you do, sometimes you face other challenges, such as a need to consolidate debt, a want to level out your cash flow, or a desire to buy new equipment because you're in growth mode. If this describes you, give Cardinal Capital a call, whatever your need or challenge. They have over 4,000 lenders where they source commercial capital for business clients. Chris, Gary, and Rob at Cardinal Capital have a passion for business, and they want you to succeed. When you meet with Cardinal Capital, they get to know you and your business, so they can present your needs to lending institution that will best fit your unique situation. In short, they go after money for your business. They translate your business into what's important for lenders, and they are good at it. Depending upon what the deal is, no matter how complicated or straightforward, they will help maximize your profitability while setting your business up for success. They find the best solution for your situation, all while being fun and easy to deal with. For more detailed information, visit their website at cardinalcap.net. You can also call them 225-308-3700 or email them info at cardinalcap.net. So, Mr. Davis, you ready for a little tech gumbo today? As always. Let's kick off with the news and updates of the week. This is a little bit of a follow-up. We talked about last week how San Francisco was going to allow robots to go in and kill people when when it was too dangerous to send in the police. Seems like there's been a change of heart. Yep. Whenever this story went public, a lot of people had negative reactions to it. We were pretty tentative about it here on this show. And so once enough people really made their voices heard, some of the people over there in San Francisco, the council members who had voted for it, changed their minds. This piece of legislation is being sent down to committee for Further consideration, meaning it's going to die and never see the light of day again. Yeah, well, it's surprising because San Francisco is the city which banned the use of facial recognition by law enforcement agencies. And so they've displayed a willingness to really make sure that technology is being used thoughtfully and that we're not just handing these additional tools into the the government agency's hands. So I was pretty surprised when this went through in the first place. But this reversal all of a sudden makes a lot more sense. This is San Francisco we're talking about. They may be in the West, but this is not the wild, wild West. So another story we've we've talked about for some time has been the Mars helicopter ingenuity and how it is the helicopter that just keeps on keeping on. Yeah, so they got to their 35th flight recently. They were initially planning on five and decided that once they got to six, there was more left in the tank. And so they're doing all kinds of science. Recently, their their most recent milestone was they got up to 46 feet above the surface, setting a new record. This thing went 46 feet in the air. The previous record was 39 feet. And the flight only lasted about a minute. And that's really cool that they're figuring out how long they can stay in the air how long they have to get back before they have to get back down for a soft landing and not a crash landing. 
they are just continuing to push the boundaries of this because it really doesn't seem like they're closing in on any walls, any sort of limitations. And so now, now they want to know, okay, what is this thing really capable of? If we have a, a long lifespan that we can expect from this pretty reasonably, let's really understand all of our parameters and be able to design some really cool things that we can do here. If we're really going to be putting humans on Mars, we've got to have a whole lot of base knowledge of what we can and can't do up there. And the fact that this helicopter has now over 35 missions traveled 24,302 feet or seven miles of flight is something that they never really thought it would be that much. They, they prep their engineers. They probably thought this thing will keep going, but they couldn't promise or even speculate past a fifth mission. Oh, they're absolutely ecstatic with the progress so far with the performance so far and are just, tickled every single day that it continues to work. It continues to provide fascinating, groundbreaking research that just the images, uh, all of the the cutting edge science this is enabling to enabling them to do. It is a, another gigantic win for NASA. And we said it when it launched that it becomes kind of routine that we're just used to NASA succeeding, but it truly is incredible. This is a, a modern miracle of science that we have a device on another planet that we sent there. We're able to talk to it and it continues to work exactly as we want it to. Truly astounding. So another story we've talked an awful lot about is Starlink. And the folks at Starlink now have decided they're going to Look for some additional revenue, possibly doing business with the U.S. Defense Department with what they're calling Star Shield. So you have to think this stems from back earlier in the year whenever Starlink started putting uh, satellite connections in Ukraine as part of the defense of that country. They said, oh, we could use our technology on government contracts. And boy, that military industrial complex provides a lot of money. The program is StarShield. But whenever they lay out what it's going to do, one of their functions they said was going to be surveillance networks. Well, we already have spy satellites. One of them will be customized payloads designed to meet diverse mission requirements. That's the most vague thing I can think of. Their third one was just offered end-to-end -end encryption for data. And well, that's kind of what you already do. It's a cool name. It's kind of buzzwords here. I don't get it. I don't see what's happening here. Again, I'm, I marvel at the fact that Starlink wants to go out and make some additional money. Good for them. But to think that that tiny little satellite buzzing around up there is going to do a better job than these big military satellites designed for exclusive military communications is all of a sudden traveling over the Starlink network going to be more secure? That's a good point, because are they going to have to build an entirely separate network, or is everything inside of Starlink going to be the VAT military-grade secure? What does their actual cybersecurity look like on this? Because it's one thing whenever it's just you and I and the, the most sensitive information is my bank information. Yeah, sure, I don't want that out there, but hackers aren't really looking for me. But 
if now all of a sudden you have battleships sending information, you have planes sending information, hackers are looking for those things. You have targets on your back with those satellites. That's a that's a whole other ball game there. That's a, fascinating because is is Starlink going to build tunnels inside of their their Starlink network where not a VPN kind of tunnel, but a a private channel for just the network to just create a separate layer going through their network. That's going to choke up a lot of their bandwidth. That all of the customers who are paying hundred dollars a month are now going to be choked down a little bit because oh by the way those military and government entities they can pump out a lot of bandwidth and they're also going to get priority there's no way you're saying that that person streaming netflix on their rv going down the road deserves that internet more than this top secret communication and so how does that layering process has that prioritization process work i mean and how far do, are, are you hooking up a, a starlink dish on the back of that m1 tank going across the desert so it can communicate back to the F-15 flying overhead and communicate with the battleship. You're all zeroing in on the same target. I mean, how far down do you drill? Now, does that soldier, that Marine going across the battlefield, do they have to drag along a Starlink satellite now? I mean, how granular does this get down to? Uh, also, I think the military probably for the things that it needs, already has a lot of these things met, is my guess. And so what are you offering additionally that they don't already have that capability in-house? As I understand it, the Space Force was created to handle a lot of things like this. We have the U.S. Air Force who has a satellite division. What new are you bringing to the table here? Well, unless you're just going to start using some of the 4,000 satellites that Starlink has put up in the last two years versus your 2005 model that's been spinning around you've been trying to use. You want newer grade technology, maybe. Maybe you're ready to start deorbiting some of those those satellites that have been up there for so long that they're still using Windows 95 satellites. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on here. And it's just easier to ride on on new technology that's fair you know I, starlink and starshield could see themselves as the next raytheon the next well, a military contractor and so they say hey look you know that's that's our goal we're, we're trying to fill that niche that's a an interesting play on their part good for them hope hope it works another starlink story coming out We've talked about how they were going to roll out data caps because there's just been a little too much traffic on the network. They've decided to pump the brakes. They're not saying it's not going to happen. They're just not yet. It was initially slated for December. They're now pushing it into 2023, somewhere in the February time frame. So if you've been used to your your bandwidth at you know two three hundred megabits whatever you can get coming down and, and the five to twenty megs going up that you can get well now they're going to cap you at one terabyte of total data and but if you need more than that hey pull out your your checkbook because you can buy more more bandwidth from us right also the the caps only exist during peak hours which are defined as 7 a.m to 11 p.m so if you need to push all your downloads to 3 a.m if that's something that you can do that doesn't count against you but most people are sleeping at 3 a.m and so you'd have to do some juggling to get that to work sure so if you're one of these content creators you know if you're worried about pushing your youtube videos or your podcast like this and if you don't need to push it at two in the afternoon. You can push it overnight. 
okay, fine, then that works for you. But if you're just trying to stream Netflix from from your sailboat or from the RV, then you know you're going to run into some some data caps. Interestingly, though, Starlink isn't the only ISP to delay their data caps. Comcast has also talked about putting in data caps for certain portions of the U.S., but they've also continued to delay. So it's we've yet to see a, a ground-based ISP pr- uh, roll out true data caps, but it'd be interesting to see if they do. Yeah, that's fascinating. Why they would Comcast would only talk about data caps in the Northeast U.S., but not the rest of the country. What's going on up there in the Northeast? Other than that's where all the population is. That's exactly what it is. Is that the the density here, the the network load is just much higher on this portion of the world. Moving along, getting away from Starlink to one of our other favorite things to talk about. The Meta is now running into some issues over in the European Union. So this is still rumored. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but it is believed that when the European Data Protection Board will really announce the ruling that Meta will no longer be able to rely on its terms of service to gain users' consent for running personalized ads. They will have to directly ask users, can we take your data and sell you ads based upon that? And so if users start opting out of that, much like they're already doing on the iPhone version of Facebook, this is another huge blow to their profit and their entire business model. And this was an, an article from, from the Wall Street Journal and also Reuters is also reporting this. So um, these are not just kind of fly-by-night rumors. I mean, these are real reporting and the folks at Facebook have just got to be shaking that if all of a sudden we have to go out and say, hey, Haggai, can we show you this ad for a Ford truck? Because Ford is interested in showing me that truck because I might be interested in a Ford truck. They're not going to be paying anywhere near as amount of money to for my wife to see that ad because my wife doesn't care about Ford trucks or whatever product. And so if it's random ads, less targeted that's less profitable to that advertiser, they're going to pay less money. And that means Facebook slash Meta is going to be able to charge a whole lot less. I honestly think this is for the best of, for the internet. I think this outcome is the best outcome for the health of the internet long term because this business model wherever everyone has to shove ads into everything and that is the the profit engine that drives most of the internet right now, you're going to get to an ad saturation point. You're going to choke everything down with ads. And I'm tired of it because it also incentivizes all these companies to go digging through all of your data. And that's what the EU is, is recognizing here and trying to crack down on that if you want something, I'm now going to be the target of it. I'm not going to be the product i'm i want the thing you're going to sell this thing to me directly not you're selling me to an advertising agency and and let's be clear this is not going to we're 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 talking about meta but if this ruling actually happens this is social media this is twitter ads this is instagram this is tiktok this is youtube this is anywhere that that collects data and sells ad based upon that data 
Google is going to be faced with these same rules, and this is truly going to change a lot of things if this gets enacted the way it's being reported. And I genuinely believe change them for the better. I think that the the sacrifices that we're making, the trade-offs that we're making are not worth me seeing a better ad. I, I'm glad that Instagram shows me things that I'm more likely to buy, but I would prefer if the entire health of the internet was just more designed with users in mind and not designed with corporations in mind. Agreed. Now, another thing we're not very excited about is the TSA is going to be rolling out facial recognition in as many as 16 major domestic airports sometime next year. Yeah, it's already in the, in the 16 airports. It may go nationwide in the next year. And that's just even worse because why does the TSA need facial recognition? The TSA, as a, as a safety administration, has not done a whole lot of safety. And we already have so many things in place there. Facial recognition as a technology has so many flaws inside of it. Why are we doing this? We have talked countless number of shows about facial recognition software and how inaccurate it is. It's it's good at picking out white guys because it's created by white guys, practiced with white guys. If you're anything other than a white guy, it does a really, really bad job of recognizing you. And so they've obviously been testing it here at, at these 16 airports, and they, they must have found something that worked. I don't understand how. I don't understand why. And, you know, when you've got enough of these cities and states that have outlawed facial recognition, and here comes the TSA into the airport and said, oh, well, we're using facial recognition. We don't care about your local laws. We're the federal government. Yeah, that's a great way to win a lot of fans. It also raises the question of what are you doing with that data? You know, are you storing all the facial recognition scans? Are you storing them securely? Are you storing them in just a giant database that's and, you know, only your agency can come through? Or are you going to be doing it in a data sharing system like other federal agencies have done, wherever anyone can come and dig through it and find whatever they want? This is just so many things could go wrong here. And how, you know, how long are you keeping the, the, these facial recognition profiles? How are you tying that facial recognition, that picture of me walking through the TSA screening are you tying that back to when I showed my passport or my real ID? And so now you're you're looping the two together? What if I was one person off in line and you've now got my facial recognition tied in with somebody else's real ID? And are, are you building a profile of me? And so every time I come through, you say, oh, this is Haggai's picture. We're putting it into his queue. And so now... If I'm in the airport five times a year, you say, oh, look, we have his face changing over time. And then 10 years, they can say, oh, we can now age it forward and see what he's going to look like at 40. Or what did he look like whenever he was five? Just the amount of different things that could be done with this that all make me uncomfortable. I really do not like this for so many different reasons. And, and the idea that, oh, well... We're going to take this data and 
not try and make some money? Hey, look, here's Haggai. He's once a month coming through the Baton Rouge airport. Maybe somebody needs to know about this. Maybe we can sell some ads because he's always taking an Uber to the airport. So, hey, Uber, here, go advertise to Haggai. I, I don't know that the federal government would sell ads on the data, but I th- I'm worried about the other things they would do with it. There are numerous other abuses of power that the federal government could get into. Selling ads is far down on that list. So we'll keep an eye out and we'll let you know as we find out more about TSA's facial recognition. We want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed service provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the southeastern United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 180 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, program designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of business schools and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business strengths. This has become a proven formula. So proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. If you enjoyed our show today, we are here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4 p.m. And the show reruns Sundays also at 4 p.m. If you missed any part of the show or you'd like to hear this or previous episodes, check out our podcast. Available on almost every podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Audible, and more. When you're there, be sure to subscribe so you get notified every time we post a new episode. If you like our show or you have any suggestions, let us know on our website at www.techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.